The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Well, you know what we need tonight? We need the welcome back music, right? We need the bum, 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 bum. Welcome back. We need, we need the welcome back music. Welcome back, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Welcome back, Dallas Goddard. Welcome back, Kyle Pitts. Welcome back. Very nice. And welcome back, Dave and Heath. How are we doing? Not bad. Not bad. Pretty good week of football. I don't think we got crushed too badly by injuries, although there's one really big one that we've got to look out for. But you got to love the huge performances from players who haven't given us one yet. You just mentioned them. I think it's awesome. Joe Burrow looked a lot better. Jamar Chase was on fire. Dallas Goddard was great from the start. Cooper Cup also had a great game. Jonathan Taylor did absolutely nothing, but eventually he will do some stuff. I'm excited about a lot of the the first big games for a lot of players this week. I can't believe Heath, I sang Welcome Back, and I didn't sing it to Cooper Cup. Welcome back, Cooper Cup. How'd you do? He was fantastic. (laughs) How are you doing? You doing fantastic? I am fantastic. It's really, it's been a great Sunday. I'm just happy to be here with you guys. It's been a really fun Sunday. You know, we love a 50 fantasy point game from a wide receiver, 52. I thought DJ Moore would be wide receiver one, and Jamar Chase said, I don't think so. So uh, Chase, 52 points, Moore, 49 points. Who else, who else uh, cracked the, the top, the 30 point threshold today, guys? Who do you think? Well, Tyreek Hill did. He, he had did. 32 fantasy points. He did. Are we counting quarterbacks? Uh, there are three quarterbacks, two not including Justin Fields. Well, I know one that did it that I'm embarrassed by is Jared Goff. He did, yeah, it was because I, I I didn't think he was going to need to put up four touchdowns, but he did. Home Goff, this is what he does. All right, well, I'll just give the rest out. It's uh, ETN Good. Zach Moss. 23 carries, 165 yards, two touchdowns, and two catches for 30 yards. Jared Goff, Tyreek Hill, and Josh Allen, if you watch NFL Red Zone on NFL Network, uh, their version of Red Zone. Uh, But I love Scott Hansen. Just think it's funny the way he says, Allen, biggest winner and biggest loser. Heath, who's the biggest winner from week (laughs) five? It's funny. He's got the accent. Wow, that was was really kind of passive-aggressive. No, 
My Do we need favorite, to spend some time on that? My favorite host in the business. I just love his accent. That's all I'm saying. He says, Alan, it's all. It's not, a, it's not an insult. Well, leaving leaving room for other people's winners, I'll say the Bengals. Um, we didn't think, and, I, and again, I don't know if this changes much besides maybe one week of starting him, but I really didn't think that we could start Joe Burrow until week eight at the earliest, maybe week nine, depending on how he did before the bye. Now we can start Joe Burrow next week. Um, we have no concern about Jamar Chase. Um, we'll feel good about T. Higgins when he's back. Joe Burrow is back. He's fine. No concerns. I, I can't tell if you're saying that with like sarcasm <laughs> or skepticism or I don't really know mean what it. it is about me that when I give a genuine heartfelt statement, people think that I'm being sarcastic. Well, I, I think it every time you give me a compliment, we're done with a show <laughs> and it's like, great show, Dave. And I don't know if you're like, I don't say it like that. <laughs> you do it. You do it to my ears. Okay. He's the, what boy, do you, what the you, boy who cried sarcasm. <laughs> Uh, no, I think you mean it genuinely. What do you think about his matchup against Seattle at home next week? I love it. I think they're going to need him to play well. I'm starting Joe Burrow. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's great. We love it. Yeah. Back to yeah. Burrow and back to Chase. Hopefully Higgins gets back there. Dave, who's your biggest winner? Jaleel McLaughlin is the best running back in Denver, and he didn't even have the most snaps in the game. We saw in the second half, Samaj P. Ryan took over. But man, when he gets the ball, he's a lot of fun. And Javante Williams, it sounds like he was close to coming back with the hip, but he was not made active. It was an opportunity for Jaleel McLaughlin to go out and play. And I thought he looked good. Nine carries, that's it. 68 yards, that's great. 7.6 yards per carry. Four targets, three catches, 21 yards, a touchdown. A great fantasy day. And I think more will be coming for McLaughlin because the Broncos now one and four. Uh, how close are they? to turning the page to next year and starting to play more of the guys that they want to get a nice long look at. But is, is, that is, not is it Javante? happening already? Does this happen this soon? Is that not Javante I, Williams though? That's my question, right? He's still got to be a part of I their future. I think they know. I think they know already. I, I really like McLaughlin. Yeah, I like him too. I just, I don't know how much I like him if, if Javante's back. I think that's going to cloud things up a little bit, but um, you know, we'll see. And it was, it was, he's like I said, it's like, it's like the A-chain thing. He just makes plays. He's like a worse version of A-chain, A-chan, sorry. A-chan. Who is averaging yeah. over 12 yards per carry in uh, the first, I think, 38 carries of his career. All right, biggest loser. Dave, who's our biggest loser this week? Who did I send you for my losers, losers, losers? Oh, Ramondre Stevenson is just a humongous loser. I still don't think <laughs> it's all on him, but the, the Patriots offense is just an absolute sinkhole. Offensive line isn't any good. They took on the Saints. It's a tough defense. Who cares? And it's still, they've now played five games. They have one snap inside the five-yard line this entire season. I'm going to keep saying the set. You're going to get sick of me saying it, but you'll be more sick of starting Ramondre Stevenson moving forward. Okay. At Las Vegas now, next week. I will week. say, there is one thing to say. He does have Las Vegas next week. Yeah. He's had a pretty I, rough I don't think schedule. I care. I don't think I care. I think it's bad. All right. Heath, who's your biggest loser? I'll go with another AFC East running back. James Cook, five carries, negative four yards. Yeah. Really fantastic. At least the, at least the receiving yards so over hit. Um, you just said really fantastic. And you say it in the same tone. That you say almost anything. So we know that that was sarcastic because James Cook was a bum. But I, I, I'm just talking about your voice here. 
Yeah. Uh, someone thinks Heath is great at Udo because he has such a good poker face. But uh, <laughs> all right, so well, just a bad game for James Cook or a troubling, <laughs> troubling sign for the future? I was viewing him as a borderline RB1 rest of season. I thought that his role was cemented. Not that he would get all the touches and definitely not all the touches inside the 10, but that he'd have enough touches on a week-to-week basis to where you could feel always feel good about starting him. This was a little bit of a little bit of a nick in that. I'm not I'm not ready to, I'm probably still starting next week depending on who they play or if they play. Would you like to know who they, they, play? Do. they play? I would, Dave. Can you look they that play up? They play the, the Giants, New York baby. Football they Giants. get right. Well, I'm gonna probably I'm probably gonna start him next week, but you know the the Giants defense really stepped up today. I could not believe. I'm this, I mean this in all sincerity. What? They 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 played a great football game today. Okay, I what? they hung in there, but they got they turned they on turned the two over they turned the Dolphins over three different times. <laughs> they they scored a touchdown. They they were they sacked him a few times. They scored a defensive touchdown. If that offense had anything at all, that could have been a competitive game. Uh, dude, entirely they, possible. They gave up 524 total yards. It's the Dolphins. They're the greatest offense in the history of football. 9.7 yards per play to okay. 3.9 yards per play. All They're right, reinventing the game. Start James Cook next week. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, just a bad yeah. game. It, it I, happens. I think game script got him. He played 63% of the snaps. He played two of three snaps inside the 10. Tell you something. I, I actually uh, didn't didn't bring this up, and I meant to. I felt like maybe the, the Jaguars would have an advantage in this game, having stayed in London for a week and the Bills making a long trip. And only they will know if that actually mattered, but maybe it mattered. All right, let's promote something here. Let's promote Sportsline, guys. Because you guys have content on Sportsline, so Dave, tell us, tell us what we can get. Sportsline is only nine ninety nine a month. It's a great gambling website, but also it's becoming better and better with fantasy as well. Like all the Jacob Gibbs stuff is on Sportsline. Nine ninety nine a month for this type of content is an absolute steal. And Dave, what can we get from you? So first and foremost, it is not just a betting site. So there are people who are listening right now. They have no interest in betting. We're not trying to make you interested in betting. There is fantasy content on there, but there is betting stuff on there too. So if you do like to dabble a little bit, it's not a bad idea to look. And I do list some player props on there every single week. But as far as fantasy goes, yes, Jacob Gibbs has some great stuff on there. Heath, I believe you can talk about everything that you give to Sportsline, but behind the Sportsline paywall, and again, it's not that much money per month, is the in-season projected strength of schedule. I do this every week, and I update it every week. Four different ways for every defense, every week. And every NFL team's schedule is updated, so you can get a look at which teams have a favorable schedule the rest of the year, or just the next four weeks, or in the playoff weeks, weeks 15 through 17. That's something that's part of the built-in value of Sportsline. Heath, what are you giving Sportsline? I am giving Sportsline my all. Um, all weekly projections. Sarcasm. Every no, I am not one hundred percent. Every player that I project, that projection is on Sportsline every week by Tuesday evening, maybe Wednesday morning, and then when I go into the spreadsheet and change somebody's projection. Even before I update my rankings, it's updated in the sports line projections. So mm-hmm. constantly updating projections on a weekly basis. And then also the Dynasty Trade Chart, which used to be updated once per month in season, now updated once per week awesome. in season. Both a Superflex and one QB Dynasty Trade Chart. And 
No, I probably shouldn't say that part. You wouldn't believe how good a deal it is. Yeah, no, it really is. And it's a sick deal. Yeah. A, I mean, really, and it's not only $9.99 a month, and you can get the first month for $1 with promo code Heath. Or promo code Richard. <laughs> <laughs> or not promo code Bake Burgers, unfortunately, but hit, promo code Heath, promo code Richard, whatever you want to use there. All right, news and notes. <clears throat> So Anthony Richardson left with a, a shoulder injury. I was really worried. I think everybody's probably worried it was a collarbone injury, but x-rays were negative. So we'll see on Richardson, Gardner Minshew, and two quarterback leagues could become interesting. Travis Kelsey left in the second quarter. They said it was a high ankle sprain. He came back in the game. He caught a touchdown. But they have a Thursday game against Denver. So I don't know that we should just assume Kelsey will play on Thursday High ankle yeah. sprain. I mean, look, remember... I don't, remember, I don't know what they're going to do against the Broncos if they don't have Travis Kelsey. <laughs> remember, <laughs> uh, Barkley had a high ankle sprain on a Sunday. Brian Dable yep. started talking about him playing on Thursday against the Niners. He's missed three weeks now. <clears throat> Justin Jefferson left in the fourth quarter with a hamstring injury. I probably should have led with that. Sorry. <clears throat> kind of went in chronological order. But Jefferson left with a hamstring injury. We just got a note from Kevin O'Connell. Well, not from Kevin O'Connell, but... Uh, from Twitter about O'Connell saying it's too early to tell the severity of Jefferson's injury. And man, you really want him next week, every week, obviously, but at the bears. And I'll tell you this right now, KJ Osborne, um, he has 14 games in his career with six or more targets. He has a touchdown in 10 of them. So, you know, if you, if you're in a pinch, uh, let's see, TJ Hopkins He's available in only back. 82% of CBS sports leagues. He is not. I mean, he, he was okay for fantasy today, but he has not been good this year. He no, ducked this out is a huge a, opportunity. He got an end zone target today and literally ducked. With this thing, <laughs> he threw it really hard. Heath, jeez. <laughs> Dado Jones left with a neck injury. His status unclear right now. James Conner left with a knee injury, and Keontae Ingram has been out with a neck injury. So it was uh, it was Demarcado. What the heck is this? Amari Demarcado. Who you nailed it. 10 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. TCU running back. Undrafted free agent. Uh, let's see, what else here? Tank Dell left in the second quarter with a concussion. Zay Jones left with a knee injury. And the, the Buffalo Bills, another huge injury on defense. Matt Milano, star linebacker, probably out for the year. Broken leg. Also defensive tackle, Daquan Jones left in the first quarter. Um, I saw Jeffrey Simmons left. I don't know if he came back for the Titans. He did. He did? Okay, he did. good. Yes. Detroit cornerback Emmanuel Mosley left in the first half with a knee injury. He did not come back there at Tampa Bay. Jets lost Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, the starting offensive lineman. They're at the Chargers. Could char- be season they, ending. They have the char- oh, really? Could oh, be boy. the same thing Aaron Rodgers had. Uh, Chargers uh, upcoming for the Jets, who are starting to play a little better. Baltimore, did you mention Mekhi Becton also for the Jets? He came back. He did? I thought he came back and then left again. Oh, that's I'll awesome. die. I can double check it. Yeah, I know you can. Uh, yeah, back to we'll check on back to Patrick McCarry for the Ravens, another offensive lineman. He left with an injury. Falcons offensive lineman, Caleb McGarry, Caleb McGarry left with an injury. A Patriots lineman left with an ankle injury. We saw that scary injury for uh, Carolina guard Chandler Zavala, but he's out of the hospital. And thankfully that's good news there for him. He had that neck injury. A quick early waiver wire, Heath. I, I mentioned K.J. Osborne as someone. We got the James Conner situation. We got the Jefferson situation. We got the Richardson situation. Anyway, give me your waiver wire. Yeah, I think, I mean, we'll see what James Conner does, but it's probably going to be Eddie or Amari DiMercato <laughs> uh, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Osborne would go before him if Justin Jefferson's going to miss an extended period of time. Okay. 
I I I don't. He's not super available, but I think Stafford's pretty interesting. Uh, not even a great game yeah. today. Two hundred and twenty-two yards, but he scored about twenty-one points. He's got the Cardinals this week. He's got the Steelers after that. Those teams really struggle to cook, to cover uh, to cover anyone. But that's someone I'll be looking at if I like. I started him over Joe Burrow today, so that was great. But yeah, worked out really well. <laughs> Just almost as well as Joshua Dobbs. <gasps> I didn't start him, thankfully. All right, we got a lot of time to talk about the waiver wire. Buy or sell coming up next, plus more winners and losers. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. Let's do some buy or sell. Dave already did this one, but Heath, you can do it now. Buy or sell, Jaleel McLaughlin is the best Denver Broncos running back rest of season in fantasy. Woof. I, I think this is one of those situations where if I had to, like, I only get to pick one, I would take Julio McLaughlin. If I get Javante and P. Ryan and you get McLaughlin, I'll take the other two. Um, but he he has a good shot. I still I mostly agree with you. I think when Javante comes back, he's not going to go away. Now, maybe P. Ryan goes away, but he probably leads all Broncos running backs and targets at this point and had some pretty big plays in the passing game today. Yeah, mm-hmm. he led the team in receiving today, uh, Samaje P. Ryan. That's a good day. Yeah. Good day for the offense. <laughs> Samaje P. Ryan leads your team in receiving. How did Russell Wilson score 22 points today? I mean, like like Jaleel McLaughlin, that one, Dave. is This was his second game out of five with over 40 rushing yards, right? Yeah, that's how he did it. Seven carries, 49 yards. Yeah, I don't know, man. He had, he had the phone. Yeah, I, he did it. Good for him. Uh, all right, buy or sell. <laughs> Stop asking about Puka Nakua. You're starting him every week. Bye. Yeah, I'll buy it. Bye, Great bye, touchdown, bye. too. And that was against man coverage, his touchdown. Yeah. On Bradbury, no less. Dave, Good I want play. you to look something up for me. Yeah, what should it be? How many passing yards did Matthew Stafford have in the second half? Because I feel like it was six. <laughs> I was going to guess four, so I don't think you're far off. He had 147 at halftime. Oh. He finished the game with 222. Everybody break out your calculator. 75. Oh. Keith's always going to get these fast. Who won? I wouldn't we're tied. We was a clear no. tie. No. I rule in favor of Heath <laughs> Cummings. Oh, my God. I, was I rule in favor of Heath Cummings. <laughs> oh, that was my Heath. Bad Heath voice. It was Heath. <laughs> oh, shoot the hell out of here, Shaver. <laughs> Thank you. Shaver, coming in. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, you should sell high on Devon Achan before it's too late. 11 carries, 151 yards, and a touchdown, and one catch. So that's over the last two games. He has eight carries and 11 carries for a combined 
253 yard, 252 yards and three touchdowns. Um, you should sell high on Devon Achan before it's too late. Buy or sell. Oh, I'm I'm selling that, and I'm sticking with Achan is the best Dolphins running back the rest of the way. There were some interesting things with the snaps this week, however. Moser played 59%. He had half of their third and fourth down snaps. He played five of seven snaps inside the 10. There could be a fool you game coming along the way for Devon Achan, but man, I, I think fantasy managers would almost accept it at this point because he's been so amazing. He's been such a, a weak winner so far that even if there was a game that came along where he only had 100 total yards, fantasy managers would like forgive him and continue to start him. It's kind of a tough one to evaluate, right? I mean, the touches are, are bad. It depends on what you mean. That I don't think I wouldn't put too much into the touches are bad because when you average 10 yards per carry, you're not going to, you can't have 25 rushes at 10 yards a carry. That doesn't work um, because you just score so often that you, that you have to get the other team the ball. Yeah. Um, I don't worry about that so much. I do think there's a case to be made that he is a higher injury risk than the average running back. And he is the hottest thing in fantasy right now. And so you might like, I think it's possible you should at least check on selling high on him to see how high you can sell. Uh, I mean, like Tony Pollard. I know he has, still has a game. No, I get yeah, that. I never no, want to say anything. No, before, no, we're, no. We're, we're aiming higher than that. And Pollard? Okay. I want like there's what not you got many for more running backs that are higher. Oh, I, I'm not trying to trade him for another running back. I want to get another top 12 running back and another starter. Okay. Um, all right. Can you turn him into Jonathan Taylor? I and, don't think I do. I yeah, want to turn and, him into Jonathan Taylor. Who would you rather have? Like, let's go of- get Jonathan Taylor and Puka Nakua. I mean, we can all make you know wishes, Heath. Wait a second. Wait I, I don't a second. think you're going to make that happen. Not with Achan by himself. You think who do you like better rest of season, Taylor or Achan? Achan. I, I think it. I think I'd lean Taylor, but Achan's just been so amazing. It's really hard to say his value is going to be higher than Taylor's next week. I guarantee you that. I almost made the case that Taylor was a loser today. Yeah, I think it's worth how, mentioning. How? I mean, how good has Zach Moss been? They just go away from Zach Moss and treat him like a no. true backup. No, but eventually Moss is going to turn into Zach Moss. And when that happens, that's when you'll see more of Jonathan Taylor. He also has to turn back into Jonathan Taylor because he wasn't him today. Okay. Um, Can I ask you guys a question? Do I need to have Peacock to watch this game online? I don't think so, right? What's going on here? What do you mean? I'm trying to watch the game. Don't you have a TV? No, not not at the moment. Not in this room. I can watch it on my phone on YouTube TV. Oh, forget it. Like, who's your cable provider or your internet provider? NBC. I mean, it should be, it should be on the website. All right. Uh, buy it's or sell. The way things work. <laughs> no, it is. It's it's on NBC Sports every every week. I don't know what's going on. It's that Peacock. Uh, you should sell high on Adam Thielen before it's too late. So here's the problem with that. Nobody's going to give you something amazing for Adam Thielen because it's Adam Thielen. So it's the fantasy manager that has Adam Thielen understands just how great he's been. And he's been great. 
But if you go around to your league mates and you say, all right, guys, Adam Thielen, who wants him? Come on, get in line. There's no line. No one's going to want him. I don't. I know that's true in our leagues, Dave. I know that's true in analyst leagues for sure. But I also know there's a lot of leagues. Like when you say because he's Adam Thielen, I mean, if you're just a casual player who's been playing the last 10 years, Adam Thielen's been one of the top 12 to 15 wide receivers in the NFL. And now he is, and now he is again. I've got leagues where I play with casual players too. No one's going to bite on Thielen at the value that he's worth because of how he's been putting up great numbers. What's he worth? You you won't What's accept a trade for him because people are going to lowball you because it's Adam Thielen. No, I think you're I'm giving telling people, you right now. I don't think Adam too Thielen too carries such a terrible name. Yeah. I, I, okay. And you know what? Dave, but you might, you might be- get offered like. In full PPR, Isaiah Pacheco straight up for him. There's no way you won't do it unless you're desperate for a running back. I, I think you're underrating. You might be underrating Adam Thielen a little bit. I, yeah. I don't know. Or, or I, you know what? I think there's going to be a lot of people that think like you, Dave. I think there's going to be a lot of people that think like Heath. And I think you, there's a big wide range of perceived value for Adam Thielen. Uh, he's getting it done every week, man. 11 catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown mm-hmm. on 13 targets. That's four straight games with at least 15 PPR fantasy points and two absolutely monster games, 100-plus yards and a touchdown in the last three. Uh, and the Panthers are terrible and can't run. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know how to value him. I mean, would you rather have Puka Nakua or Adam Thielen? Thielen. I you're going to get more for Nakua in a trade. Would you, so you rather have <laughs> Thielen or Nakua, Dave? I think I'd rather have Nakua. If you guys are telling me that it's at least close between Thielen and Nakua, then I don't know that he's really a sell high. I would just hold. If you think he's going to be that good, well, maybe I think I just maybe I think a lot higher of Nakua cuz I think I don't want to trade away Puka Nakua necessarily. You know, I'm, I'm always interested in upgrading, but I think Nakua is going to be a must-start guy. Do you think Thielen's going to be a must-start guy? Yes. Yeah. All right. He's just not going to be an expensive commodity in trades. Okay. Uh, buy or sell. Patrick Mahomes is not a top five quarterback rest of season. Sell. So. Buy or sell. Patrick Mahomes is not a top three quarterback rest of season. So I think I'm selling that too, but I don't know if I can say he's number one. Oh, he's definitely not number one. Yeah, you got. I wouldn't him. say he's definitely not number you one. You got to take Josh Allen over. I don't know how much more garbage time Josh Allen's going to get. Garbage time. He they, they've won the last three games before this week. They won by like thirty points, and he kept putting up huge numbers and in, in blowout wins. Um, no, not a single rushing yard today for Mahomes, which was weird. Uh, and he scored twenty. He got to, uh, he got he had a got his calf dinged up really early in that game. Got sandwiched. Pacheco blew a pass protection, and he got sandwiched between two defenders and hurt his calf. He was limping even when Kelsey was out. Buy or sell? DeAndre Hopkins is back. Yeah. Oh, I want to buy it so bad. That was literally my believe it or not, um, because I don't <laughs> even even today when you sent me the buy or sell beforehand, I didn't ever read them because <laughs> I, I there was a fundamental disagreement between Dave and I in the text messages that if our b- b- winners and losers are the same guys, that actually saves us time. Of course, we could just does. not talk about our winners and losers. Yeah, of course. Um, so I didn't read your thing, but. <laughs> I have I can answer the Matt question. Harmon. This is a good good time to to mention this. 
Matt Harmon coming on FFT Dynasty on Tuesday. And Jacob nice. Gibbs sent me a list of wide receivers that he wanted to ask Matt about and then says, anybody you want to ask him about? And Hopkins and Thielen were the two guys that I wanted to ask him about. Like, how do they look compared to the league? And then how do they look compared to who they were? Mm-hmm. Because I, I mostly believe that Hopkins is back. Not, not top three wide receiver back, but top 15 wide receiver back. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he's that high. They've got some tough matchups. It's Baltimore next week, then a bye. Atlanta's coming up. I I just I, I'm encouraged by the time that Tannehill had to throw today. I really feel like a lot of the production came because they played in Indianapolis. And Indy is just not great at getting to quarterbacks or covering wide receivers. So I'm a little nervous about overrating Hopkins. But as far as how he looks, I saw this last week while watching him play. He doesn't look like an old wide receiver that's been around a long time. He's moving real well. If if, if he were on a different team, I don't think there'd be any question that he'd be back. Being on Tennessee, not ready to say he's a top 15 receiver the rest of the way. All right, let's do our winners and our losers here. And Dave's winners are Jaleel McLaughlin, who we've talked about. How about Tajay Spears, who had seven carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown, and four catches for 35 yards. And Jordan Addison, who had six catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets against the Chiefs. Justin Jefferson, of course, leaving that game in the excuse me, in the fourth quarter. But Tajay Spears and Jordan Addison, Dave. Tajay Spears played 53% of the snaps. That's actually less than Henry. They did play some snaps together. Henry was at 59%. But almost all the high-value touches went to Tajay Spears. 13 of 14 on third and fourth downs. That's been the case all season long. He's been playing in that role. Two of three snaps inside the 10 went to Spears. And he just he gives this Titans offense an element that they haven't really had in a long time, which is just a super-fast, versatile running back. And I, I kind of want that guy on my fantasy team, knowing that Derrick Henry is, is kind of slowing down a little bit. Yes, he's still physical, tough to bring down, but he just doesn't ha- like he never really had like an amazing burst, but he seems a little bit slower. And I wonder if they're going to continue to work in Spears a little bit more. Okay. It reminds me of that. Uh, I don't know. Was it a half a season we had of Dontrell Hilliard where he was like their number two wide receiver also? Um, because they used him quite a bit, especially on third and five or less. They were looking to Spears a lot. Yeah, I right. It's just obviously he's a great handcuff. I don't know that. I don't know how bad Derrick Henry could ever be that they would get away from him. You know, he's a franchise. No, but icon. I think he could I know you're be. That, I think he could be what we were hoping that AJ Dillon would be. Mm, yeah, maybe. and be like flex worthy through the buys. All right, Jordan Addison, Dave. Uh, yeah. Great game. He comes I mean, back from a zero catch game and has a big one here. Sure. And I was a little nervous about just how much work he'd end up getting. And I could look into seeing how many of his targets came after Justin Jefferson got hurt, but it doesn't really matter. He had a great game even before then. Nine targets, six catches, 64 yards and a touch. Continues to be a very big part of this Vikings offense when they actually throw the football. They threw the football a lot today. 47 attempts for Kirk Cousins. Uh, what am I looking at? 13, 14, 15 runs, 14 for their running backs, one for Brandon Powell. I think Addison is is at minimum a flex must start every week, and he could eventually become a number two wide receiver in this offense for fantasy managers if there's no Justin Jefferson. 
All right, Heat's winners, Amari DiMarcato, backup running back for the Cardinals. Uh, Joe Burrow, well, Cincinnati, we discussed earlier. And Dallas Goddard, eight catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. And that was after 0, 22, 41, and 25 yards in his first four games. Goddard was started in 67% of leagues. Why don't you start with Goddard, and then we'll talk about the Cardinals' backfield. Yeah, and I think we mostly were on the same page. Like, he doesn't project well, but you should just keep starting Dallas Goddard because he's going to have one of those weeks, and he had one of those weeks. It was nice to get that confirmation. Um, I'm still concerned he won't quite live up to the ADP or where I had him ranked, but I do feel confident enough now to just, especially the next two weeks against good matchups, just leave him in my lineup, um, plan on a couple of bad weeks, and then hopefully a monster. Would you rather hear something cool about him? Uh, let me just ask this real quick. Would you rather have yeah, Pitts, who came off of a big, ga- big game today, or Goddard rest of season? Goddard. Same. He plays Seattle, the Giants, and the Cardinals in weeks 15 through 17. You won't find a tight end with an easier schedule in the fantasy playoffs as things stand now than Dallas Goddard. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, and then the Cardinals' backfield. So Ingram was hurt. I don't know how long he's out, but what's, what's your take on, on how to approach this? <laughs> The bigger thing for me, like, obviously, we're going to add, as long as there's doubt about Connor, Demar Carter is going to get added in a lot of leagues. I do think that he probably got elevated, even if Connor is back. Keontae Ingram has been mostly terrible whenever they've given him the football. His value was that he was a backup running back behind an older running back with an injury history. I have little confidence that Ingram will still be the backup running back now when he comes back. So I think... DeMarcado might be a one-week starter. He might be a good handcuff behind an old running back with an injury history. On a sneaky sleeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think DeMarcado is going to do it all by himself. He did today. He was their lead. He played 100% of the running back snaps. Rondell Moore mm. had I'm, – I'm looking to see if he had a season high in touches today. Well, he, he, led, he, he led the team in rushing. Yeah. So, like, not only did he lead the team in rushing, not a season high in catches. He only had three today. Uh, yeah, he had four a couple weeks ago, but this is a season high for him in total touches, 76 total yards. I wonder if he got more involved because Connor got hurt and will stay more involved. If Connor doesn't make the next game, Arizona plays the Rams in week number six. We go over to our losers here. Heath has Cortland Sutton who had one catch for 13 yards on three targets, uh, against the jets. Garrett Wilson, who saw a lot of uh, Patrick Sertan. And what an interception by Sertan, by the way, late in that game. Almost mm-hmm. almost turned the game. Uh, Garrett Wilson, three catches, 54 yards on seven targets. He was started in 92% of leagues. And James Cook, we already talked about, who had five carries for negative four yards and three catches for 25 yards against the Jaguars in London. So let's discuss Sutton and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I think with Wilson, it was just that hope that we had seen Zach Wilson turn a corner and was was going to be a little bit better, um, may have been dashed, or at least uh, threw a little water on the flame. Maybe there's a slight little ember there. there. But the other thing is, Brees Hall was so awesome. Um, what we saw last year when Zach Wilson started is they just didn't throw it very much. They, they ran the ball a ton, and they threw it to their running backs a lot. And if Brees Hall's this good then they don't have the need to be high volume in a lot of games. And then Garrett Wilson's not going to get 14 targets. He's going to get eight. Now, that being said, I still think Garrett Wilson's a start every week because what we've seen so far is that his range is eight in a bad game and 14 or 15 in a good game. 
And that's a guy that you start as a number two wide receiver. It's just I had kind of hoped that Garrett Wilson could still be a low end number one with Zach Wilson, at least in a great matchup like this one. But it wasn't a great match. And that's the thing. I didn't know. I mean, number one a- wide receivers had destroyed this defense. But not, but okay. That's the thing. That's what's tr- tricky about it because sometimes, sometimes Sertan sticks to wide receivers like glue and sometimes he doesn't. So, for example, against Washington, right. Terry McLaurin caught a touchdown. At that point, he wasn't really covering McLaurin. After that point, he shadowed McLaurin. Week one, he did a very good job against Devontae Adams. Adams had a fine game, but he did a very good job against Devontae Adams. DJ Moore, DJ Moore scored super late against the backup. Uh, I don't remember the other game. Um, No, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of DJ Moore against the Chiefs. Uh, The Dolphins game. The Dolphins, yeah. I mean, the Dolphins were the Dolphins, but he... He was on. He was on Wilson probably more than I even thought he would be, at least from what right. I saw. You know, I don't have the final numbers or anything. Uh, I even saw a play where he followed him into the slot. So that's the kind of th- thing about mm. Denver. It's like, it, yes, it is a good matchup because they stink, but they got healthier this week, and they always have Sertan, who's kind of a a, a wrench in the plan. He, he hadn't been so far this season to anyone, right? And counterpoint is Garrett Wilson is a good enough wide receiver where if he has a capable quarterback, you would think that he could outwork any corner. Yes. But okay. he doesn't At have a capable, that's how a capable I quarterback. And I think, Heath, you agree with me. Yep. Right, but, but he, he doesn't I, have a quarterback. To me, this was more about the combination of Zach Wilson not being great and Brees Hall being great. Wow. Uh, I don't remember who was calling that game, but you know, he, with that interception to Sertan was a terrible throw. He said, like, if you're going to miss, that's fine. Miss. You have to miss to the outside. You cannot miss to the inside on right. that play. He's just not a great quarterback. And uh, I was hesitant to crown him after last week's game. And now we're right back where we started with Zach Wilson. And his offensive line is going to be worse moving forward. All right. Dave's losers, Ramondre Stevenson, and then two other running backs who continue I, to struggle. Yeah, go I ahead. don't think go we ahead. said anything about Cortland Sutton. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, you should play the Adam, you were right clip because <laughs> we weren't Wilson? quite worried enough about the Jets defense yeah or their offense <laughs> it turns out oh you didn't well, <laughs> yeah um, you were right there we go there we go and Sutton just got completely shut down today it was mm-hmm. disgusting you know who didn't Adam did you see if Sauce Gardner followed him around so see, he never follows guys around I don't I, I'm pretty sure he always stays at, at left corner I do believe he had the tackle on the lone Sutton catch so Whatever that's worth. Hey, Mr. Start of the Week. What do you think? Can you help me out next week or what? I think I might. Yeah, I keep begging Jamie, please make Trevor Lawrence the Start of the Week. It would really help me out so much. Who do they have next week? Indianapolis. Oh, I can see it. I I can feel it, man. All right, let's get to Dave's losers here, Dave. Other than Andre Stevenson. Oh, wow. Gardner Minshew going back home? Yes, we sir. have we have There's the start of the week right there. Come we on. have two revenge game narratives next week from quarterbacks with backups. To Rod Taylor against the Bills, too. Oh, wow. Don't say that. Um, what does it matter? Fine. Put, put the Rod Taylor in. All right. We got Najee Harris, 14 carries for 37 yards and, and one catch for three yards. And Miles Sanders, who kind of wishes he were Najee Harris, Dave. Uh, what do you think of these two guys? <laughs> they stink. And fantasy managers need to think twice before automatically starting them. Uh, Jamie, you and Heath kind of put Najee on notice during our live show today that Warren had outproduced him in, in decimal scoring PPR every single week this season. He did it again. Najee played 55% of the snaps, had almost none of the high value touches. Warren did. 
49% of the snaps. Again, a couple of plays where they both were on the field. 13 to 15 snaps on third and fourth down. Two of three snaps inside the 10. Mm-hmm. And Warren just continues to look a little bit better than Najee. And it was a step back for Najee. Going to have a tough time trusting him. They've, they're on a bye next week. So you're going to have to hang on to both these running backs through the bye. And then it's the Rams, the Jaguars, the Titans. I, I think it's two more weeks with these running backs. You've got to see what they do then. Maybe you're starting one of them from week to week. Your scoring system might apply. But if they are not doing anything by the time that week eight wraps, I think they're ornaments for your bench. I think we should talk about Brees Hall and his huge game. And Jamie, five for five now for start of the week. Uh, you think you should, you should just retire it, I think. But uh, he gets he gets the Eagles next week, which is never easy. But 22 carries, 177 yards and a touchdown. And he gets three catches on top of it. So... Uh, rest of season, Brees Hall. How many running backs would you take over Brees Hall? McCaffrey, Eckler, Bijan, Barkley? A-chan. You would take A-chan. A-Chan over Hall? Yeah. Whoa, that's interesting. Anyone else? Um, no, anyone else would take A-Chan over Hall? I think I'd take Hall. Dave, you want to break the tie? I don't know if I can break the tie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like him. I, I think Hall's going to get more work. See results. They see results. See results. <laughs> I'm see results. But like, you definitely take Hall over Derrick Henry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Rashad White. Who? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just Are throw, you kidding? I'm just throw that out. I'm just uh, you, you said you said Pollard and Bijan, right? I didn't say Pollard because he's playing now. I didn't. I don't think I said Bijan. Um, I would he, take Bijan over both those guys. I would take Pollard over both those guys. I'm not sure about Pollard. Let's reserve judgment. Why don't we just play that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I uh, mean, so- HN's kind of the new the new Pollard. The new Pollard's more exciting than the old Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds yeah, like Brees Hall's a, a second-round pick if we were drafting today. I bet some people would take him in the first round. but I mean, that's kind of what we said, right? They've got to see him back to being himself and, you know, getting to the point where, you know, the team is comfortable with him. Robert Sala said that this week. It was a great matchup. I mean, that's a big part of it. This is going to be a big test in week six, taking on the Eagles. Um, I hope Becton's healthy. He left the game, you know, so if they're down Dwayne Brown and Becton, you know, that's not exactly the most ideal situation against a very good defensive front. And look, Zach Wilson played well against the Chiefs. He played okay against the Broncos. It's going to be tough against Philadelphia. You know, just when he's under pressure, it's going to be hard for him. So, you know, we could be sitting here next Sunday and saying, why are we all in on Brees Hall again? But the way that he looked, explosive, uh, opportunity, you know, he's making – uh, Dalvin Cook looked like a shell of himself, which, you know, I don't know if it was more him or just what we've seen of Dalvin Cook the, the the last three weeks. But, yeah, there's a lot to be excited about with Brees Hall. All right, good stuff. So we'll get into the games in a little bit. The uh, the goal line work, I don't know if there's anything really to report, but the Dolphins guys were kind of switching off down there. The almost no, touchdown. No, it was more closer than HM. It, you know what, it, it was... But they both play like it could easily be more Achan than Mostert next week. That's what it was the past two weeks. Exactly. Uh, I think we should mention Lamar Jackson really had a terrible game. His Awful. wide receivers let him down, and Andrews too. Yep. Two drop touchdowns. One, the, one sequence they were on consecutive plays, so it's not like he would have gotten both of them. But uh, Flowers dropped a long pass on the first possession. Flowers, I think, fell down on a deep ball later. So Lamar Jackson yes. got kind of screwed on that. Um, Bateman doesn't look like he should be playing in the NFL right now. He was yeah. bad. Rough game. 
Uh, DeAndre Hopkins nearly caught a touchdown from Derrick Henry, but he couldn't stay in bounds. It would have been two straight weeks for Henry with a passing touchdown. Uh, Khalif Raymond almost scored a touchdown. If you started him, he came up a yard short, and then two plays later, Josh Reynolds caught one. And uh, I think this segment, the almost touchdown segment, is actually brought to you by Joe Mixon, who kept plowing into the line of scrimmage <laughs> at the one-yard line. Uh can you? Can you? I need you to look something up during the break, Dave. Which, of course, yeah. is, is one second long for us. I think that Joe Mixon, eighty-five percent of his runs have been up the middle this year. I swear, the guy never bounces. He's just always running right. Oh, up that's the Zach Taylor. That's his mo. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, man. I don't know if he's just not capable of anything else, but I'd love to know that stat. We'll take a sure. break. We'll go to London when we come back on Fantasy Football today. All right, Jacksonville with a nice win over Buffalo, twenty-five to twenty. Don't really know if it lived up to game of the week, but it was good enough. James, oh, oh, I have a new game. Instead of believe it or not, Heath, I want you to give a, a statement about the game. <laughs> I, love, I love that you're telling me this right now. Statement this about is, the game, and then we're going to decide if it's sarcasm or not. Oh, okay. Okay. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, th- th- I think the, the first one is a good one for that. Okay, go Jacksonville Buffalo. Go ahead. Trevor Lawrence is an even better Bilo. He was the the big he was the big buy low last week. Oh, it's such sarcasm. Good game. Such sarcasm. Bad fantasy points again. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he believes that. I think this game is Indy, too confusing. Indy and then at New Orleans and then at Pittsburgh and then his buy. And then uh some interesting matchups, some tough matchups for ETN. You could almost make the case that ETN is a sell high if you can get a lot for him. I'd like to know if Zay Jones is going to be healthy and ready to go. If Zay Jones will play, then I might be a little more encouraged to start Lawrence, but I don't know how many 30-point games he's going to have moving forward. He's like a low-end QB1. I I have a take on the Jaguars and and Lawrence. He looked awesome today. He did, right? I thought he played great, you know? But but they get... That's kind of the point. They get no big plays. They get no chunk plays. So they have to dink and dunk down the field, and eventually I mean, he, had, he had three receivers with with a twenty two or more yard reception. Yeah, but okay, but they but they really like they don't hit the home run, and they, if, I mean going into the game they're one of the worst in terms of explosive plays, but they always make some mistake that screws up their drive. It's a fumble, it's a drop, it's a penalty, and it's Foot's killing out of it's killing them. It's it's really costing them a lot of points. That's what I'm noticing. I think that's why the the fantasy production is not is not catching up to the quality of play. And I don't know if that's going to change. Like they have, well, who's their downfield guy? Nobody's making plays downfield. I think the bigger issue is the red zone, and I don't know if it's a Trevor Lawrence thing, if it's a Doug Peterson thing, or if it's just been a bad luck thing so far. I know early in his career, like a lot of rookie mm. quarterbacks, he struggled in in the red zone, struggled with touchdowns. And by year three, he's improved so much everywhere else, you would have expected that problem to correct itself. And we've talked about it. There's the multiple throws out of the back of the end zone one week, and then there's the, the couple of drops in a couple other weeks. And then this week, it was the sacks and the fumbles. Um, but they've just, I think they've been a disaster in the red zone. He's also been a disaster on third downs. He yeah. came into this week with a 50% <laughs> completion rate on third downs. There's just there's so many little things going wrong. That that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, we've been so, making the case for him as a buy low all year long. He still will be. Hopefully, he has a great game next week against Indy. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if this matters to you, but 
they're not they don't rank that low in terms of like 20 20 yard plays 25 yard plays through five games they have one 40 yard completion so i'm cherry picking the numbers a little bit but that's just that's so not, unlike you that's not what you would expect from them you know you'd expect more big plays from them but all right anyway uh yeah uh etn yeah, you know, roll continues to be great. Christian, uh, you want Jamie? Thoughts on Kirk versus Ridley rest of season? Both good games today. I mean, Dave sort of hit on this. You know, Zay Jones is is an interesting part of this because what it looked like early in this game, and you go back to Week One, which was his best fantasy game. It, it involves Zay Jones, you know, and so is that the 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 big play threat that was missing? And we saw that last year. You know, he had a lot of big plays for them. So, you know, having that option on the field, I think, is important, but. I, I think you just view them as number two receivers rest of the way. Like I don't, I don't know what you would do differently with with Christian Kirk at this point because he's been so good for the last four games. Week one was the outlier, and then you come into you know this game with Calvin Ridley. He needed this performance really because I think a lot of people were so frustrated. You know, had the touchdown against Atlanta, but besides that, it's just been a disaster since week one. And then who is he facing in week six? He's facing the Colts again, who he destroyed in week one. So building off of that game, I think is easy to expect. Uh, building off the Bills game, excuse me, is easy to expect. And so I, I just think you look at it as start them unless you just have great options otherwise. I think at I least saw seven Kirk- targets in four or five games for Ridley. At least six targets for each of Kirk's last four games. Remember, Kirk had that terrible game against Indian week one. I, I think you're right. I think they're both number two receivers. The problem is, is what if you have both of them? Who's better from week to week? That'll give you headaches, but I think Ridley will probably be better rest of the season. I guess in a two-wide receiver that league, that might be a problem. I don't know. Like, I've got both of them in our IDP league. We start three wide receivers, and I just wouldn't ever consider sitting either one. Okay. Uh, Ridley was started in 78% of leagues, Kirk in 63% of leagues. On the other side of the ball, what do we do with Gabe Davis? He was started in 71% of leagues, which is nice nice work. Yeah. Uh, six catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. That's four straight games with a touchdown. He had eight targets. How many passes for Josh Allen today? He threw 40 times. Um, what do we do with Gabe Davis, Heath? You rank him somewhere between 28 and 36 every week, and if he scores a touchdown, you're going to look really smart, and if he doesn't, it's going to be one of those bad weeks. But I, I think he's just the the quintessential number three wide receiver that I like to have as my number three because he has this type of upside on a weekly basis. But he's going to have a low floor game in the next week or two as well. All right, let's go to our next game. Heath, let's just go back to believe it or not. I confused myself with okay. the sarcastic thing. New Orleans 34 and New England nothing. I believe I heard the two worst losses of Bill Belichick's careers, career back-to-back weeks, last week and this week. Uh, Heath, what do we got for this game? I would believe that if you meant Patriots career, but it's kind of hard to believe that that includes all of his careers. Um, <laughs> the Patriots do not have any fantasy starters. They play uh, Las Vegas next week. I think they've got at least one, maybe one. Who? Ramondre. Low-end number two running back. But if we don't take it week by week, do the Patriots have a fantasy starter? Is is Hunter Henry a better starter at his position than Ramondre is at, at his? Hunter Henry, who had no catches today. Ramondre Stevenson, who's had like, the worst season ever? I mean, at least he scored a fantasy but, point. But Henry has had four games with three games of 50 yards. Like, I don't like either of them, but this happens with tight ends. I'm wondering who's who's better at their respective position, Stevenson or Henry? 
Stevenson. These are the only two guys you can consider. I mean, you know, if you're holding on to any of the receivers, why at this point, you know, and and you got to wonder at some point, are are they going to make a complete quarterback change and not just wait until they're getting blown out by 30 points to go to Bailey Zappi? It's, it's a, it's a bad situation right now for, for the Patriots. Um, You would assume facing the Raiders would help, especially the Raiders would be on a short week. So we'll see what, you know, their team looks like coming out of that game against the Packers. But Wow, it's it's tough. It's really really tough. You know, the the quarterback plays bad. The offensive line is not producing. The run game is awful. You know, that's the one thing I think you you thought they could hang their hat on is at least they would be able to run the ball with some success, and they just haven't been able to do that consistently. So, you can probably get Ramondre Stevenson for for basically nothing at this point, and it's not a bad investment to make because I still think the best is yet to come. Will he get back to the level he was at last year? It doesn't seem like that's possible. But no. if they start to throw him the ball a little bit more, which I don't understand why they're not trying to do that, you know, that's the one thing at least the Joe Thomas and no, whatever was his name, Joe uh, Burrow, the idiots that were on the team last year, Joe Burrow, no, Joe, Joe Judge. Judge, Joe Judge, and uh, Thomas, Schaefer. Thomas Schaefer. <laughs> I. What Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were doing was at least getting Ramondre Stevenson the ball in the passing game, and that was somewhat working for him. For him, yeah. All right, let's go to the— It was uh, working for his fantasy value. I don't think it was working for the Patriots' offense. It's not been a big Bill O'Brien thing. Well, let's let's put it this way. Their their offense last year is better than what it is right now. They were actually scoring points last year. Let's go to the Saints here. Is anybody concerned at all, at least in the short term, about Chris Olave? I know he had the catch today, but he had something like 10 yards, and it's two bad games. Two for 12. He had a big catch that was ruled incomplete. Yeah, I'm not that worried about him. I just, I don't know if he's ever going to make that leap to being a top five, maybe top 10 fantasy receiver. Who? Chris Olave. I mean, his quarterback's got a shoulder injury. That's the biggest issue right now. He was playing great before Derek Carl suffered the AC sprain. Was it Chris or Heath? One of you guys said this morning that based on what you had been reading, I think it was Chris that this injury should, should he should be able to get back to full strength or close to it fairly quickly. So that wasn't me. Okay, uh, it was me. No, it was he. It was Chris. I mean, uh, okay. Uh, Kamara, another big game. Good for him. Let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers upset win uh, against the Ravens. It kind of stole this one. Lifeless they for did. so long. I benched George Pickens, and I hate myself for it. Huge game for him, and he was started in 52% of leagues, so a lot of you hate yourself for it. Good. Join the club. Heath, uh, believe it or not, on this game. I was going to – I didn't know that you hated yourself, but I was going to go a little salt in the wound. George Pickens is the most valuable stealer in fantasy. Rest of season. Believe it. I don't believe it. You're going to say Deontay. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that one plays out. Um, Heath, what about you? Which one would you vote? I don't know. Have we heard any hint that Deontay's almost back? I think they're hoping he's going to be back after their bye week. So they have a bye in week six and he can return in week seven. I I'm think thinking week six would actually be the fourth week. So if they were playing in week six, he could return. So oh, no, I'm he, sorry. This is the fourth week. Yeah. He yeah he's eligible, right? Yeah. Yes. He's eligible next week. All right. Uh, on the I'd lean towards the guy who's healthy right now. You know, Jamie, you like Zay Flowers a lot, and he ended up with a good game. He could have had a, a bigger game. It was, you know, it was a better call, I think, than with the fantasy points. I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't know how Dave and Heath felt about Zay Flowers. I just know on the show this morning, Jamie kept telling people to start Zay Flowers. 
Um, but any thoughts on like Flowers and Andrews? Anything changed for you guys? Say Flowers at five for seventy three on eleven targets. Andrews uh, sixty five yards on ten targets. So that was good to see. At least the targets were there. You mentioned that you know the the lack of some of the the, the drops and, and the lack of touchdowns for both those guys when they both had opportunities. Um, I think it's just you play the number one receiver against the Steelers on a weekly basis, you know, so you don't have that next week. But this is now five straight weeks worth at least thirteen PPR points. This is the low total. Um, it was 16 straight, 16 PPR points or more in, in the first four games. So they're, they're struggling to defend number one receivers, guys that are getting the most targets. And so I, I, I don't know if that's going to change with what their corners look like. You know, maybe once they start to get a little bit healthier with Cam Hayward coming back, if, if that happens anytime soon, um, interior, interior pressure up front, but, um, it's, it's a, it's a secondary that's not great. So flowers took advantage of the matchup to a certain degree. And I think he'll continue to live in this range when he's not scoring touchdowns. So a good number two, number three, PPR wide receiver. The theory I'm working with is that whenever they can't run the ball efficiently, you're going to see more targets for Zay Flowers. And I don't know how many screens he had today, but th- I mean, that's like half of what his routes have been this year. I know he had two drops and that wasn't the most that any Ravens player had. Andrews had three. They combined for seven. Wow. If you started Lamar Jackson, it was rough, but seven drops from the Ravens receivers. You should have had a better game from Zay Flowers. He did give you a lot of targets. Good flex game for him. I just, I don't know if he's going to be the one that helped you win in week number five. No, but David Montgomery and Jared Goff may have Detroit 42, Carolina 24, Heath. Mm-hmm. Jamison Williams should be on the most dropped list this week. No. But what does it take? Like what 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 do you need to see from Jamison Williams to continue having any optimism in him? I don't think that they expected him to be on the active roster this week. I mean, you know, this this came down last week that the suspension was being reduced. And so they haven't seen him. He wasn't in the building. So look what Jonathan Taylor just did. I mean, you know, there's there's these guys take time to get, you know, back up to game speed. And so should it have been a better game because there was no Amara St. Brown and no Jameer Gibbs? Sure, he might have expected a, a, a big player too, or at least some better target potential. But you know, this they had they had a game plan that was probably installed. And I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna panic. If if there's somebody out, you know, like if, if you're talking about picking up the the Cardinals backup running back because James Connor's out, or we're talking about picking up Deontay Foreman because there's no Killer Herbert, yes, you're dropping Jamison Williams. He's the worst player on your roster. I get that. But if you can hold him, you hold him. He played 28 snaps, same as Josh Reynolds, ran 15 routes, had two catches, had one drop. The drop was kind of ugly. I, I, I feel like we're going to – I don't mind if you hold on to Jamison Williams, but if if three weeks go by and nothing's doing, like when you get to the Lions by, that's week nine. But, like he's nothing there, I almost wonder if you just cut bait. 89%. He's rostered in like 30% more leagues than Quinton Johnson right now, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I need to clarify something for this show. I, I, it might just be one guy who's freaking out in our chat. But when Heath says these things, he doesn't necessarily believe it. He's posing it as a question, okay? So Heath is not sitting here telling you. It's like, this guy is killing you right now. Come on, Heath, you got to be joking. You're an expert and you say this? Like Heath is just giving us a topic to talk about. I just want everyone to understand that. He's not giving his opinion that you should drop. <laughs> James that's really nice of you, Adam. Thank oh, you. But- I, don't want to I think that's a good here. question, like Quinton Johnston versus Jamison Williams. Yeah, I think I'm ready for Johnston. Yeah, me too. 
that's fine if 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 that's the type of player you want to buy into. They're basically the same. I mean, you know, <laughs> not going to be. You're not going to get seven eight catches for 120 yards consistently. You're going to get three catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. And that's going to be the type of player that these guys are. Is this not the case of the devil you know versus the devil you don't? We don't know anything don't about know these anything guys. About, I, don't know I think we kind of know about Jamison. Williams. No, we don't. Well, how do we know? He about came you? back from an ACL tear last year as a rookie. Like, what do we know? <laughs> All right, we've talked about Miles Sanders. We talked about Adam Thielen. Um, I think I'm good here. Let's go to Atlanta 21 and Houston 19. Heath, what what opinion are you going to give us of yours right now that we this, should take this? Is, this one's so gross, but I I do think I maybe I'm just late to it. Maybe everybody's just say yeah, obviously. Like Jonu Smith actually matters in fantasy football. <laughs> you know, there are 12 PPR fantasy points today. Well, he had a fumble. So I think so. Ten got knocked down. To okay, 10. twelve positive points. I, I can't believe that we're moving on to the Falcons game, and the first name that we're bringing up is Janu and not Kyle Pitts, who like had a good game, double digit targets. So did Ritter. I mean, they actually threw the ball okay. Yeah, they they continue to put themselves in situations where they can't run the ball crazy, and they've got to rely on Desmond Ritter to throw. And Ritter was actually okay today. By the way, Heath, I started Johnny Smith and Scott Fishbowl. He scored 24.7 points. That is yeah. So that answers the question. Yes, he matters. Adam's starting him in the Scott Fishbowl. That's I think right. he matters as like a bi-week replacement <laughs> tight end at this point, but eventually he'll turn into a pumpkin. Now, the same thing could happen to Kyle Pitts too, but at least it, we're moving in a good direction with Pitts. This is a really good sign. Is it though? I, because I need more than one game from Kyle Pitts. Of course, but... right. If, let's put it this way. If he had had another game where he catches three balls for 25 yards, no one's going to start him. People are going to drop him, and no one will be crazy to pick him up. So those who were patient with Kyle Pitts, at least there's something to look forward to. There's something there. And they play uh, they play Washington next week, Tampa Bay after that, Tennessee after that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if these are great matchups, but I think they'll have a tough time running in two of them, which means that Riddler will have to don't throw. Don't say, oh, come on. Bijan, man. Bijan. Uh, Bijan can catch the ball. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, what a catch. Uh, let's talk. The Texans are always so interesting. What do you guys make of Damian Pierce right now? 20, 20 carries. He has really had a gauntlet of a schedule because the Falcons are clearly not a layup. and They're a pretty good run defense. We saw no, they were number two in fewest fantasy points allowed coming into this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does it get any easier? I don't know. Is it the Saints that a buy? Then it gets a little easier. But uh, buy low on Damian Pierce. Uh, Jamie, you could take that one. Again, the value is as low and cratered as it will probably ever be. So sure, if somebody's willing to give up on him, especially if you're, you know, looking at okay, Saints and then bye week. If you, anytime you're five and zero, oh, four and one, coming off of this week, three and two, and you love your team, these are the type of players you go get, either to put on your bench or if you need to, you know, fill in as a number two running back as a starter. You know, we always keep saying when you go hero RB or or zero RB. You got to wait for the waiver wire claim. You could go make a trade, you know, especially if you have a lot of wide receiver depth for somebody that's struggling at that position. So I think the best of Damian Pierce is yet to come. He got two offensive linemen back today. I don't know if everybody came out of the game healthy, but CJ Stroud has been awesome. You know, they they just ran into a, a spot where they couldn't get touchdowns and settle for field goals today. But this offense is continuing to be productive. I don't think it's going to change. As you said, the schedule is going to get lighter after their bye week. So, yes, buy low if you can. All right, let's uh, hit our next game here, Heath. And that would be... Oh, we can skip this one. 
Uh, Miami. <laughs> Miami <the laughs> Great defensive effort from the Giants today. Yeah. Oh, how could you even they say that? They got some huge plays. They did. They got their first two takeaways of the season. Actually, their three. first touchdown three. in the first half. It was a pick six. Yep. yep. They have yet to score an offensive touchdown in the first half. Uh, good for them. Which leads right into our believe it or not. Yeah. Okay. You should go sell Darren Waller this week. Sell him to somebody who doesn't have a good tight end. Let them think they have a good tight end stream. You'll get something pretty similar. And you could have a starter somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can try. You can try. Yeah. Yep. What What does this offense look like when they get Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley back? Do you guys have any faith in the Giants to be... Co- well, to be co- then, I mean... Cool. It's their two best players. It's their two best players. Um, it 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 obviously is going to be better. Is it going to be better for Daniel Jones though? Now you know, like where he's where is he at health wise coming off this game? Um, when are those guys going to be back on the on the offensive line specifically? It sounds like Barkley's close, so it, it would be surprising if Barkley's not out there again next week, unless they're both looking at it and they're like, "Hey Saquon, yeah, Daniel, what do you think? Uh, let's just wait until everybody's back and then we'll get back out there." Like, it's it's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. They look like the worst team in football. Um. So will will those guys change everything? No. Will they help? Sure. So the flip side of what Heath is saying, which I, I don't know if he's being serious or not, um, <laughs> is uh, is when everybody's healthy, does Darren Waller start to look better because there's more time for Daniel Jones to throw to him? So hopefully that's the case. Well, how about the Dolphins? Dolphins are kind of interesting. It's like two has actually been slightly disappointing, I'd say. I mean, last week for sure. And this week he had what? He had like 22 points or something. Uh, 20, 21. I think disappointing based on the top five upside that we saw from him early, not disappointing based on where he's been drafted. No, but it's like these running backs are, are spoiling a little bit of the fun for Tua and Tyreek's amazing, but Waddle did catch a touchdown today. Keeps getting end zone targets, but didn't do much with his targets. Um, that's, you know, are there enough mouths to feed? Are there too many mouths to feed in this offense, Dave, when you look at Mostert with, Everyone's scoring touchdowns, but you know, is it sustainable? <laughs> what? I mean, I I think if you accept what today's game was like, then sure. <laughs> what is so funny? Like the worst they just, question. They just ever? keep scoring all these touchdowns. I think they're all these touchdowns. <laughs> I, I, it's so weird, though. It's the most Giants fan Waddle question. I don't think teams are supposed to score this many touchdowns. No, but we're not used to the Dolphins being like a, a great running team. And now they're like the best running team in football. Right. And they've got Tyreek Hill, and he's going to be awesome. And Tua's playing great. I, 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 to me, this is a question about Jalen Waddell. And we're, get, we're coming off of a game today. He had 10 targets. They made it a point to try and get him a touchdown. They did. He, the, Tua tried to get him a touchdown again, and he got picked off. That was the play that went uh, – I think that was the pick six. So I'm not – I'm nervous if I've got Jalen Waddle, And I don't know if this offense can support Tyreek, Waddle, Achan, Mostert from week to week to week. I, I, I know Tyreek Hill is going to get his numbers. But there could come a point where we get some lean games from everybody else. We've already gotten it from Waddle. And Mostert last week was terrible. And he scored this week. I don't know. Is anyone going to buy Mostert? Because I'd kind of like to see if I could get a... Would you rather have, let's say, DeAndre Swift or Raheem Mostert? That's not close. DeAndre Swift. Yes, I agree. Okay. Yep. How about Damian Pierce or Mostert? Mostert. I think that comes down to what your team is right now. You know, because Mostert was a guy that was 
drafted late or maybe picked up off waivers, depending how things started, to see how how things went at the start of the season. Most likely a late round pick. So if he's not someone that's starting for you, is this sustainable for a 31 year old guy that may get Jeff Wilson back? So I would not trade those guys straight up for each other, but if I could trade Mostert for Pierce and something else, I would do that. Right. You'll get Mostert will carry more value than Pierce, at least for the coming week. And by the way, when Jeff Wilson comes back, if these guys are healthy, Jeff Wilson's not going to play. It, it's going to be more of Achan and Mostert. I don't know if that's necessarily true. He's not going to play more than the other two guys, but I think he will have some semblance of a role. I think the offense will go from high octane to, I don't know, mud. I mean, Jeff Wilson was better than Raheem Mostert at the end of last season. He was, but this offense is just cooking right now, Adam. Uh, wait, was I supposed to like play something or? Well, because you were complaining about them scoring. So I'm not complaining. Tennessee 16 Indianapolis 23. I actually do have to tell you guys that we have to go a little faster here. So Colts 23, Tennessee 16. Let's finish up. We talked about a lot of these guys, but one guy we didn't talk about Josh down six for 97. Is he a uh, waiver wire priority? Should be. Yes. Especially with Gardner. Yes. Best game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He had a big catch with Richardson too. He actually was, catch. I mean, he's had two big games with Gardner Mitchell. Well, That's he fair. actually had three targets with Richardson and and three. He had six targets, right? Six for ninety-seven on six targets. He had three with Richardson and three with Minshew. He had fifty-seven yards with Richardson, forty with Minshew. But week two or week three with Minshew, whenever it was, eight catches, fifty-seven yards on twelve targets. So yeah, fourteen. He'll be a low-key priority at it wide receiver for PPR managers. Uh, Cincinnati thirty-four, Arizona twenty. That was fast. Uh, time um, out. Time out. I don't want to. Sh- I know we got to go faster. I don't want to shortchange Jonathan Taylor. We did talk about it a little bit earlier, but um, you know, give me like a, a rest of season kind of thought on Taylor. Why'd the Colts pay Taylor when Zach Moss is better? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm still going to rank Taylor ahead of Zach Moss next week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably about like I did this week, like somewhere between twenty. Four and twenty-eight for Taylor, I guess. I don't know. So when we talk, when I asked you guys where you draft him, you know, if we, if we were starting a draft right, season right now, I think you said either round two or round three, depending on the analyst. Where yep. what are you thinking now for Taylor? Same. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cincinnati thirty-four, Arizona twenty. Jamar Chase is the number one wide receiver in Dynasty again. The point being, because I can see Dave kind of pausing on it. Yeah, like I'm trying to think about who else I put up there. They are so close, and I think it's it's a point worth making. They just kind of keep going back and forth. When you're worried about Jamar Chase playing with Joe Burrow for a few weeks without a calf, Justin Jefferson's easily the number one. When you're worried about Jefferson missing a couple weeks with a hamstring, Chase is probably the number one again. I don't know. I think it's Puka. (laughs) (laughs) Tank for Caleb. Tank for Caleb, Minnesota. Um, all right, let's see. Joe Mixon, Adam. <clears throat> 67 of his 84 carries have been between the tackles. It's unbelievable. Four yards per carry on them. Oh, how are you going to be a dynamic player if you're just slamming into the middle of the defense every play? Like, give me a break. Um, you know who leads the NFL in carries between the tackles? Yeah, I bet it's Not, DeAndre Swift. It's Zach Moss. Really? Yeah. I guess Joe Mixon is second. Joe Mixon is just not dynamic. Um, 
Actually, I think the uh, the other side, the Cardinals are a little bit more interesting here. Marquise Brown, another touchdown. He was started in 79% of leagues. Do you buy, sell, hold on Marquise Brown? Hold. You're buying, you're buying high. I don't know if he's the type of player you want to buy high on. Right. So I would say hold. Is he in the same boat as Adam Thielen? As a guy who's putting up good numbers, but no one really respects it? I I think I'd rather have Thielen. Yeah, I might rather have feeling too, but the question is more about if if you if you put your hand over the name and you just looked at the stats, you'd say, "Oh, I'd love to have that guy on my fantasy team." And then you take your hand away and you see it's Marquise Brown and you see the team and you go, "Oh." So, I don't know. I think if you've got Brown, enjoy the 16 plus PPR. It's four straight games now mm-hmm. with 16 plus. Man, keep riding with it. Keep going. I, I would if you tell me that they're healthy rest of season. Thielen's the easy choice, but I just fear Thielen's sure injury. Of oh, I'm not baseball. trying to compare the two. No, no, no. But I, I, one of you guys asked who would rather rest of season. So I would take Marquise Brown just because I trust as as shaky as his health is. I trust it more than I trust Thielen's. Philadelphia 23 and the Rams 14. Cooper Cup is a top three wide receiver rest of season. Yes, sir. Ooh. You got to kick one of the three out, Jefferson, Chase, or Hill. Well, we don't know if Jefferson's even going to be healthy. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I don't think so. Okay, fine. He's fourth. I don't know. Honestly, let's give a little love to A.J. Brown, who's also in this game, who's getting like 14 targets every week right now and just freaking crushing it. I'd I'd probably take Cup, but uh, is he fourth? Is he fourth? He's fourth. That's the way he was drafted before the hamstring injury. Third or fourth. Yeah. It's pretty awesome today. I mean, steps steps back in, 12 targets. Looks like everything is right back to where it was. Breakfast was great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, then, I mean, the nice thing is, is that they both produced. Is right. A.J. Brown fifth? Is Amon St. Brown fifth? Is Puka um, Nakua fifth? Puka Nakua is not fifth. No. Who's fifth? Uh, probably St. Brown. Could be Devontae if he has a huge game against uh, It might be Devontae. I'll take AJ Brown. That's going. All right. So, Let's see if Romeo Dobbs has another game. <laughs> and okay, Kyron Williams. You know, honestly, oh, Diggs. Oh, uh, Stephon, Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Oh yeah, what the hell? I'm so sorry. I don't even know why I just didn't think about that. Um, yeah, Thank Kyron Williams. Steve. I think it was just a bad game, but really not that. Like 13 carries for 53 yards against the Eagles is actually something to celebrate and. Just they fell behind. They did. I it's think the, they, it's the passing game work that you feared was going to go away, and it went away. It did. Eighty-five percent of the snaps, all but one third and fourth down. One of two snaps inside the ten. They only had the ball for twenty-two minutes, though, so that didn't. Yeah, you're gonna you'll overlook this, and you'll start them against uh, Arizona next week. Two more games: Chiefs twenty-seven, Vikings twenty. You should go right back to Alexander Madison against the Bears next week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he did have a terrible drop. Oh, oh yes, yeah, he did. <laughs> really terrible drop. Yeah, Cam Cam Akers got what three series? He so did. Just, yeah, well, but CJ Ham was playing the third and fourth downs. That's their fullback. Madison only fifty four percent of the snaps, but can't argue with the workload. They also when he gets you know, had, it. This week he didn't design, get a lot of it. Had the design on the touchdown throw to him too, so that's encouraging that that was right. a play on up for him. Yeah. Um, we spoke to Tom Spencer before the game, and he, this was the game that Tom, that uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance did. And he said that they want to get not only Cam Akers going a little bit more, but also Ty Chandler. 
and that led to a special teams play. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he did he did tell us that expect to see more of Justin Ross, and I think this is probably the most snaps that he played so far this season. And that Raji Rice was somebody that they were really excited about, and you saw another positive game for him too. So I think it's 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 tiering, you know, in terms of the size of leagues you'd be looking at those two guys. But Raji Rice is going to be a huge priority, and the same for uh, probably KJ Osborne if there's no Justin Jefferson. Right. Last game: Jets Broncos. Jets thirty-one, Denver twenty-one. Congrats, Nate Hackett. Yeah. Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy are both starts against the Chiefs on Thursday. Oh no, I don't. I don't want to. I'm. I'm sorry to to tell you this, Heath, but the Chiefs have a good defense, like uh, maybe a very good defense. Uh, You don't seem to want to accept this about your beloved Chiefs, but they actually have a really good defense. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, think was the last game that Jerry Judy played against the Chiefs like 150 yards and three touchdowns? I th- did they? Was it 35 nothing or 25 nothing in that game? But oh, no, that might have been the other. Jerry Judy, I think, had two big games against the Chiefs. But and no, you, I, I mean, it's a valid question. But I don't, I don't look at the Chiefs as like a oh, start them against the Chiefs because I think this. No, is- I don't, I don't think so at all. Yeah. But Jerry Judy looked like the number one wide receiver for Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson's been a top ten quarterback. Actually, Samaj P. Um, the number one wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> if if you saw Sean Payton and Russell Wilson's exchange after he fumbled. I did, yeah. I don't know how much longer Sean Payton is starting Russell Wilson. Like, this is this is bad. It's really bad. <laughs> like, this team I guess stinks. it wasn't Paul Hackett's fault. This team or, ab- or absolutely <laughs> stinks. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah. Who's, wor- who's worse? Who's the worst team in football, Jamie? Uh, I would probably start with the Panthers and work my way up from there. So oh. Panthers would be the worst. And then I probably would go to the Giants next and then maybe the Broncos. I think the Giants would lose to anyone. Right How now. lucky were the Giants to beat the Cardinals? <laughs> <laughs> they played two good quarters of the season right now. The or unlucky, really. They had Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley, dude. I'm telling you. All right. Uh, I think that's about it for this game and this slate. So have a wonderful day, everybody. Beyond the box score tomorrow. Break down all the interesting storylines. And, of course, Dallas and San Francisco. It looks like these running backs are trading fumbles. So it's a great thing. For Dave, Heath, Jamie, and Thomas, I'm Adam. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you next